I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, with all the hyper-partisanship and a lot of the division coming from the extremes of the political parties, it, it's easy to get a little bit discouraged in terms of where we are as a country and where we go next, uh, I'm I'm always renewed after going to our nation's capital and just being there and just sensing uh, that cradle of freedom uh, that is the United States of America where those liberties uh, are so important. And I, I always come back re- renewed and rejuvenated. And, of course, Monday and Tuesday this week I was there in Washington, D.C., and uh, I keep coming back to this idea that uh, – there's a lot that we can come out of these challenging times. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., I think, said it best. It's chiseled into the side of his great monument there in our nation's capital. Out of the mountain of despair, a stone of hope. Uh, and I found a stone of hope in a, an interesting place uh, in New York City, of all places. And as we roll into the 4th of July, we, of course, celebrate some of our first freedoms, the freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion. Uh, And while these liberties do seem to be under attack today, I take great strength in our nation's founders understanding that they were absolutely essential to the success of the new nation. And why did they believe that? And how did they connect that to help us create a more civil society? And so the stone of hope that I found in in, uh, New York City uh, came from former senator, former vice presidential nominee for the Democrats, uh, Connecticut Senator Joe Lieberman, and had the opportunity to sit down with Senator Lieberman as part of a project we're working on for our friends at KSL-TV, and part of this interview with Senator Lieberman will air next week on KSL-TV News, and as well as some other things that we'll do in the fall. But I wanted to share just a couple little snippets of some of the founding father conversations that we had, some things that give me some hope rolling into a 4th of July weekend, even in the midst of all the other turmoil in the country. And as I was talking with Senator Lieberman, we talked about John Adams and a letter that he wrote to the Massachusetts militia about 11 years after the Constitution had been ratified, saying that the Constitution was built for a moral, religious, and faith-filled people. Uh, And I asked Senator Lieberman about religion's role in the public square. George Washington, in the farewell address, said, I'm paraphrasing, do not suppose that America will be a moral nation without the power of faith and religion. But I think what Washington meant by that was, 
We are in our constitution and our first laws creating a government of limited powers. We are not going to tell everyone what to do at every moment because then we wouldn't be a free people. We'd be back to a monarchy or a, or a dictatorship. So there have to be other uh, sources, other other motivations for good behavior that are non-governmental. And uh, uh, Washington and a lot of the founding fathers felt that there was none better to play that role than religion. That was true then, and uh, it's true today. Many people uh, are familiar with Senator Lieberman's uh, deep uh, belief in his Jewish faith and uh, the impact that had in so many crucial moments over the course of his distinguished career. Senator Lieberman went on to say that even though the founders believed that the Constitution was built for a religious, for a virtuous people, he said it was also significant that the founders didn't establish a state religion and why that was so significant. The amazing thing, of course, about the founders is that they did that, although they were all really Christians, they did it without creating an official religion. In fact, in the First Amendment, they decreed that there could not be ever in America uh, the establishment of a official religion. I asked Senator Lieberman uh, specifically about all of these first freedoms and how they are all so interconnected and how that interconnectedness of freedom of the press, freedom of speech, right to assemble, uh, how all of those things help us foster and create a more civil society. If all those freedoms articulated both in the Constitution and then certainly in the Bill of Rights don't connect, we're not a free people. Once I went with a delegation of senators to it, it was Uzbekistan, and there was a man named Karimov who was the dictator there. And being good American senators, we raised the question of human rights. So he said, if I'm not mistaken, all of you senators are either Christian or Jewish. So I urge you, this is a majority Muslim country. Talk to the Jewish and Christian citizens of my country and ask them if they have freedom of religion. So we actually met with a group of human rights activists uh, in Uzbekistan the next day at the U.S. Embassy. So we asked them the question, and he, uh, they said, well, generally speaking, uh, he's right. We have freedom of religion. But if we say the slightest word of criticism toward the dictator, regardless of our religion, we're in jail. Uh, so as long as you have that freedom of speech up until you criticize someone or uh, that you uh, disagree with the government, uh, that's not really freedom. Uh, the senator went on to say that we have to have all of the freedoms. Again, this interconnectedness, this was such a fascinating part of the discussion that I had with former Senator Lieberman uh, in his offices there in uh, New York City yesterday. And he he talked about the fact that that free speech, not just freedom of religion, uh, that we have to have all of those components, that there is this interconnectedness that's absolutely vital to sustaining American freedom. That wasn't enough just to have freedom of religion. It also had to be matched with political freedom and yeah. freedom of the press, particularly, which in a lot of countries does not exist. So religious freedom is a premise, and I think faith is a premise for a lot of the rights that were embraced in our Constitution. But freedom of religion is not 
enough and hasn't been enough in America to make us a truly free society. We have to have all those other freedoms that, uh, that are dear to us. Senator Lieberman has such a, an interesting perspective on, on so many things. And as I mentioned, uh, we'll be sharing a lot of this uh, through KSL-TV next week. You can uh, see that on Tuesday and Wednesday in, in a series next week. And I asked the senator uh, about taking that oath to protect and defend the Constitution and what that meant. We hear a lot about the Constitution, especially in light of big Supreme Court cases. Uh, I asked what it meant to him to take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution. When I took those oaths, I really took it to be sacred. And as you well know, the tradition is to put your hand on a Bible when you do it, because it does make it an oath. You know, the commandment that tells us not to use God's name in vain is in part about uh, not taking God's name to make an oath that you then don't keep that promise, the promise of the oath. So it's meant to me that I had to do whatever I could really to uphold the principles in the Constitution and most fundamentally to keep America a country that was truly free and where there was equal opportunity. Finally, the senator said that of all the freedoms, he takes an oath to defend in the Constitution, uh, freedom of religious origin is the real power. The rights to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, equal rights, were not originated by the great statesman who wrote the Declaration of Independence. They are the gift of our Creator, the endowment of our Creator, as the uh, Declaration of Independence says. So that's the premise of everything else that uh, follows. And if you believe that, then you have to believe, as most people of faith do, that we're all created equally. We're all created in the image of God. So it's the eternal foundation for the freedoms that the Constitution uh, provides. Great insight, as always, uh, from our friend Senator Joe Lieberman. And uh, we'll share more of that uh, tomorrow. And then, as I mentioned, KSL TV 5 will also be uh, sharing some pieces in a series we'll do uh, with them starting next Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, and all of this, I think, is is so vital in the backdrop of everything going on. Uh, I love how he brought it all together in a very specific example in Uzbekistan that uh, you can say you have rights, but if you only have those rights until you do something that the government disagrees with you on uh, and you end up in jail, those aren't real freedoms. And as Senator Lieberman uh, rightly pointed out, uh, that America you know, has to be a moral nation, that without the power of faith uh, in it, uh, and Washington recognized that. And I think they all recognize that, that if we don't have all of those first freedoms together, uh, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, that it is this rule of law uh, and that it does create space for a civil society and for individuals to flourish. And that's why rolling into our July 4th weekend, I still have great confidence. I watch people from around the world in our nation's capital Monday and Tuesday this week. They know we have something special here. I hope we remember that as well. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.